So check out this conversation I had with John Lee Dumas, one of the biggest podcasters in the world. I spoke to him on my other show, the Youth Workshop Podcast, which you can check out on iTunes as well. Anyway, this was a great episode that I really think you'd get some value from it. So I'm putting it here too. Have a listen. And you know, today we've got an amazing episode um, because we've got an amazing guest and his, his name is John Lee Dumas and many of you may not have heard of him, but by the end of today's episode, I'm telling you, you're going to know him a whole lot better. He is the founder and host of EO Fire, which is an award-winning podcast, a lot like this one, but without the awards. He interviews today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. JLD has interviewed over 1,200 entrepreneurs and EO Fire generates over 1 million monthly listens. John's latest project is the Freedom Journal. I have one myself. It is a gorgeous leather-bound journal that guides you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. It launched on Kickstarter. It raised over £453,000 in just 33 days and has become the sixth most funded publishing project of all time. You can learn more about that over at thefreedomjournal.com. But now, John, tell us, mate, the most important question on our minds right now is um, what's the view outside your window? I am seeing palm trees, I am seeing iguanas, and I'm seeing the Caribbean Ocean. I live in Puerto Rico, and uh, the sun is shining, and the birds are also singing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, you know, let's kick right off. Let's get right into it. And I just want to know, with, with everything that you've done and the different projects that you work on, um, what what is the reason why you have wanted to make such a massive positive influence in people's lives? I'd say the word would be ripple effect. It's just very passionate to me when I was kind of getting my chops in the entrepreneurial world a little over four years ago. I learned so much from so many great people. I mean, I read the right books like Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie. I listened to some great audiobooks. I heard great podcasts from successful entrepreneurs of young and old in various industries. And I just knew the impact that it was having on me. And I said, hey, why can't I have that kind of impact on other people? Why can't I inspire somebody um, to inspire somebody else to inspire somebody else and have that ripple effect, that third degree of separation, so to speak? Like, for instance, Luke, I mean, you're going to inspire people that I will have never gotten in front of for any number of reasons. And yet, you know, if I've had any um, part of your, of your, you know, if I've had any inspiration in your journey, then like I have a part in that inspiration that you're giving to others. And I just love that ripple effect and, and it really inspires me. And the favorite, or I should say my favorite emails that I receive uh, are from those, not who say, John, EO Fire has inspired me. Like I do love those, but it's John, EO Fire has inspired me to launch X and look at the email that I got from somebody that was inspired by X and by me and by what I'm doing. Like that to me is amazing. And that's the ripple effect. I absolutely love it. And uh, ladies and gents, you know, this podcast exists because someone told me about EO Fire and, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. But this really wouldn't exist without the work that you're putting in. So we are so grateful for that here in the UK. So we absolutely love it. So listen, I've noticed, I've read your bio and I've seen your your kind of career. And, you know, you, you started in the in the army was that your first your first kind of career choice absolutely and i wouldn't really call it a career choice as much as a you know a decision i made at 17 years old to go to college on an army rotc scholarship which is 
you know, what the army um, offers to pay for your schooling, for your housing, et cetera. It's very generous. But then you do owe eight years of your life post-graduation for active four in the reserves. And so, you know, that was that was a big commitment as a 17-year-old to make, but I made it. And then I graduated at 22. And at that age, I was essentially commissioned as a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army, where I spent um, 13 months in Iraq and, and did some other pretty scary and crazy things as an officer in the U.S. Army, learned a lot, grew up quick. And, you know, before I knew it, uh, my four years were over and I have a lot of good memories, uh, some not so good memories, like, you know, most people can say about their life. And uh, overall, it was quite the experience. And after that, I, I tried law school and I quit after just one semester. I tried corporate finance. I tried real estate. And none of it just really stuck for me until I found my passion for podcasting back in 2012 when I was 32 years old. So this isn't something that came overnight. You know, it was 10 years of, of struggle, of hardship, of finding my way, of finding my thing. Um, but then at 32 years old, uh, I, I launched EO Fire. And, you know, now we're sitting here 1,400 episodes later, 40 million listens later, um, a seven-figure-a-year business, net profits, um, and just really having a good time. So with the exception of maybe you're dabbling in the corporate world, like there's a bit of a thread that I picked up on a while. And I don't know if you've seen this thread, but there seems to be you have a leaning towards those things that help people. So, for example, the army, you're definitely helping people. Then you have a lawyer. Well, possibly end up helping people then okay corporate finance maybe not real estate well you're helping someone find a home and now with, with eo fire and, and all the products and services that you are creating again it's the idea of helping people is there a specific moment or event in your life where maybe you realize that you wanted to have an impact in people's lives or has it just evolved just as things have, have gone on or could you maybe can you pinpoint a time when you thought you know what i think it's important to have an impact in people's lives? You know, that's a good question. And I can actually point to a quote. And this is a quote that I had heard before, but, you know, I didn't really hear it, if that makes sense. Like, I just kind of like read it and it didn't really sink in. Um, but the quote um, that I, I heard, or I, I should say that I read that really, really sunk in um, to me was when I was 32 years old. And I was just not really happy with the past four, five, six years of my life. I didn't feel like I had really made the progress that I had wanted to make. And this quote by Albert Einstein was, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And I looked back at the last like five, six years of my life, and I realized that I was really just trying to become a person of success, which is the opposite of what Albert Einstein was recommending and like, yeah, I was providing value here and there, but I wasn't first and foremost trying to be a person of value. And, and I knew that I wanted something to change in that dynamic. So I said, hey, why not flip things on its head? Why not just become a person of value? And that's where I decided to say, hey, I'm going to forget about success. I'm going to forget about making money. I'm just going to launch a free, valuable, and consistent content producing machine known as a podcast. And that ended up being EO Fire, which I launched in September of 2012. And I've been interviewing entrepreneurs daily ever since. And so for me, 
when I put value first, everything shifted in the way that Albert Einstein was insinuating they would shift. When you be, you know, when you try not to become that person of success, but rather become the person of value. Value led to success. Me trying to chase success never led to success or value. Absolutely love it. And I know, John, because I've been following you for a while, um, social media stalking you, you know how we do, 21st century. <laughs> but, um, you know, I know that you read a lot and, um, you know, you, you have these amazing quotes. I, I, was, I used to listen to Quotes on Fire, your, one of your other yeah. podcasts. You know, so you've got all these major influences on you through these people, through the pages or through your earbuds if you're listening. Um, who would you say your favourite influencer is? Or the person, it could be a famous person, could be an author, could be a family member, but just someone in your own life that you think has had the biggest kind of influence on you. You know, right now it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I really (laughs) enjoy consuming his content. I will say, I don't agree with all of it. And I I definitely don't want the life that Gary has. I don't want to run a 650 person company. I don't want to be traveling 195 days of the year. I don't, I don't want that life, but I love following him and consuming his content because I I do agree with a vast uh, majority of his, of his content. I agree with the message he's trying to share. I think, you know, trying to bring, um, entrepreneurial suicide to the public is, is an important message. I think bringing the message of, Hey, not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur or slash solopreneur. Like sometimes you're better off being number three, seven, 12 in a company. Like that is right. Like not everybody's meant to, to, to run their own company because otherwise, you know, if we're all running our own companies, then guess what? Like, like, you know, who's doing anything else? Who knows? I mean, so we're not all meant to do that, and and that's okay. It's it's what's best is to know thyself, and and the, and the best way you can. And hey, sometimes that's gonna that's gonna come from you making mistakes and trying something and then figuring it out, and, and that's okay too. So that's somebody right now who's who's a pretty big influence on me. Again, uh, disagree with some of his stuff, but I do um, agree and 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 am inspired by a, a good majority of it. Yeah, ditto. I have to say. Uh... I love Gary V's content I, on all the social media channels. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, Gary V. He's he's having a major influence, kind of, on the whole kind of area of entrepreneurship in a massive way. And it's funny. One of the things he says um, or talks about, which I wanted to ask you about, is this this work life balance. Now, um, it's a topic that he talks about, and I love his his kind of unique view and take on it. Again, I don't necessarily agree or disagree, but I just love the way he articulates himself. Um, and I was wondering for you, what would you think about what work-life balance um is there such a thing how do you balance your time between these major projects that you have and and life and you know relationships and and everything else yeah for number one i think if you're too worried about work work work-life balance that means that your work um probably isn't the right work because if you really feel that strong need for balance to kind of balance something out then again, you might want to just do a little bit of a check and, uh, and and check your pulse and see if you really feel like you're spending your time in areas that you want to. Now, that being said, I mean, I am a big believer in exercise. I'm a big believer in eating right, which by the way, takes time. It takes time to eat right. You know, I'm a big believer in chilling out and relaxing and, and watching a movie from time to time. So, you know, like I have different segments of my life, you know, where I'm exercising. Like today at 5 p.m., I'm getting on a call with my virtual trainer. We're going to do 30 minutes and then I'm going to go for a four mile run. Like I'm going to crush working out today. Like that's (laughs) going to be a segment of my day. You know, I I've taken the time to eat right today, you know, and that 
took a segment of my day. You know, I'm taking time to do work today. And, and you know, then I'm going to take time to just to chill out and relax tonight. You know, that's so for me, it's just like really making sure that I'm scheduling my priorities and making sure that I'm following those priorities and, and knowing what it is ahead of time. And, and I'm also, you know, a big believer in Pareto's principle, which is tasks will expand or Parkinson's law, you know, which is tasks will expand to the time allotted. Like that's really important to realize that. So I purposely give myself limited time to do tasks that are work related because I know that I'll get more done um, in a limited amount of time because I'll be forced to focus. Love it. Love it. We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. We're cooking with gas now, as we like to say here. So tell us, John. <laughs> so many of our listeners, um, we, as I say, we work within the church world. We work within volunt- voluntary spaces or we, we work in the area where we, we kind of really appreciate and acknowledge um, the importance of, of impacting people's lives. However, one area that we, we don't look at is this idea of money, of the need to make money. Could you speak maybe to the, the idea that actually making, how making money has been able to amplify your influence? Just to give our listeners a different idea on, on how to think about um, money, really. Well, number one, I am a believer that you are obligated to generate revenue from what it is that you do. Because listen, your time is valuable. And if you are really doing something that you're passionate about, and if you're really adding free, valuable, consistent content to the world, if you're asking your audience what they're struggling with, if you're listening to their pain points or obstacles or challenges, if you're creating solutions and then offering those solutions in the form of products, books, services, communities, whatever it might be, you're obligated to do that and and, and generate revenue from that because guess what? Life's not free. Life <laughs> is not free. It, it takes money to make the world go round. And if you don't consider it an obligation to make money, and therefore you don't make money, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to stop doing what you're doing. You're going to have to stop inspiring people and delivering value and and making a big difference in this world and go do something that you're uninspired by just because you need to make that next dollar to, to pay the rent or to put food on the table or fill in the blank. So you're obligated. And you know, now that I've generated significant revenue and I continue to do so, like I'm able to do some really cool things. I'm able to live where I want to live. I'm able to you know, have financial independence. I'm able to gift, you know, huge dollar amounts to charities. I'm able to do some really cool things. And I think that that is super important um, that you realize that, hey, just because I generate massive revenue doesn't mean that I'm greedy. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm a bad person. Maybe it means that I can do some really amazing things with some really cool projects. Like, for instance, with the Freedom Journal, you know, that's a project that I launched back in January of 2016. It's a stunning hardcover journal um, that's beautiful, gold embossed, and it teaches you how to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. You know, there's daily tasks, there's nightly recaps, there's um, 10-day sprints, there's quarterly reviews. This book will guide you to accomplishing that number one goal in 100 days. And it was a hit. Like, we crushed it. Like, we did four hundred and fifty three thousand dollars in revenue in just 33 days becoming the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on kickstarter um we did some amazing things um after kickstarter as far as continuing to to just crush sales and we have over fourteen thousand to date 
And guess what we've done? A portion of every single sale has gone to Pencils of Promise, and we've now built three schools in developing countries from the ground up that is bringing education to those who otherwise would not have the opportunity to be educated. And to me, education is everything. It, it opens up every opportunity in the world. And I'm really inspired um, by education and by what we can do. So the fact that I've been able to donate over $75,000 um, through what we've done with the Freedom Journal to build, again, from the ground up, three schools, two in Ghana, one in Guatemala, that are, as we speak, hosting children that are being taught, that are being educated. Um, it's just, it's inspiring. And to know that every single person that uh, gives themselves the gift of accomplishing their number one goal in 100 days by purchasing the Freedom Journal is also giving the gift of freedom to those less fortunate. And that's what the Freedom Journal is. And that's what I was able to do because I have enough revenue coming in in other areas that I don't have to squeeze every penny out of the Freedom Journal, but I can um, direct some of those funds and profits into amazing opportunities and organizations. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we had to have John on the show, because I want him to really push the boundaries of your thinking and to expand your thinking so that you can maximize your influence and you can keep maximizing your influence for as long as possible. So, John, one of your acronyms uh, or, or the acronym that you use uh, for focus, which I love, is follow one course until success. It sticks in my mind all the time <laughs> because, you know, myself and, and other people, um, my team and people who work within, you know, youth work, we often, we, we struggle with time management. I guess everyone struggles with time management. Um, but what advice do you have for eliminating all the other stuff that dra drains our time when really all we want to do is follow that one course? So it's super important that we realize that we live in just a distraction riddled world. Everybody is screaming into the wind. Everybody's pulling to you from a million different directions. And multitasking doesn't exist. Like you might think you're getting stuff accomplished by multitasking. You're not, period. Like you're not. So you need to realize that, hey, I'm willing to commit to one task for a uh, certain amount of time. You know, for me, again, I use Parkinson's law. Tasks will expand to the time allotted. And then I put on top of that the Pomodoro method where I work a certain amount of time on and then a certain amount of time off. So I'm 42 minutes on, I'm 18 minutes off. And during those 42 minutes, I have no notifications on, I have nothing except what the one task is that I'm focusing on, and my goal is to complete that task in 42 minutes. I don't always succeed, but I'll tell you, I get a lot further along in that 42 minutes on that task than I would have all day had I not set those parameters, because we always find ways to, to, you know, to find other distractions, to find other things that are easier, because it's hard to focus. It, it hurts our brain sometimes, so when we lock ourselves in and say, hey, you can do this, 42 minutes, go. You shift into a different gear and you just get stuff done. Absolutely love it. And I'm conscious of time, ladies and gentlemen, and you know, we're busy. And as you heard, John maximizes every moment in his day. <laughs> so let's just, you know, maybe leave with this question. When all is said and done, when the dust settles, when the smoke clears, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to say about you as, as, as Gary Vee would say, at your funeral? 
I would love to say, for people to say, you know, JLD created a ripple effect, a ripple effect that is having an impact to this day around the world. He inspired others to inspire others who are inspiring others and so on and so forth. And, you know, just like that butterfly in Asia can start a, a hurricane in the Caribbean, you know, I, I believe that, you know, that's the kind of ripple effect that we as entrepreneurs can have today. JLD, thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. You've been a major influence in my life. You are one of the main reasons that this podcast exists. So this is a major milestone for us. And thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate Absolutely loved it. Let me know what you think. Why not leave a rating review on iTunes? Give me five stars if you loved it. And if you didn't, you know the drill. Give me five stars anyway. WWJD. Peace.